Welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist Book Club. This is the first ever episode and it's an offshoot of the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast hosted by me, Harriet Frew, and I'm really excited to be here doing this today. Normally, these book club episodes won't be available to everyone. You'll need to join the book club for a small price, £5 or USA $7 a month, and you can leave at any point. I'm really hopeful, though, that you're going to get such fantastic value for this that you'll want to stick around and stay part of the book club for a while. So just to reassure you that the original podcast is going to keep going as usual. With the free content, regular guests, that's not going anywhere. So the book club, it's like an extra, an extra way to get inspiration, encouragement and support. So what do you get from joining the book club? when you get four additional podcast episodes a month focused around a chosen book, which we have every month. You can listen to the podcast without buying the book if you want, but of course, to get maximum value, you will need to buy the book or listen to it on Audible. Books will be related to body image, relationship with food, overcoming disordered eating, building self-esteem, and lots of other subjects that are related to just really personal development and finding a more peaceful place with food and your body. But going forward as well, you'll get to vote on what the book will be for the month. There's also going to be a Facebook group to share insights. And from this as well, in the, in the Facebook group, we'll do some exercises from the book, we'll encourage one another and generally inspire one another along the journey. So for this first episode, I'm releasing this on the main podcast to give you an insight into taster into what it's all about. But then subsequent episodes won't be available on this podcast, but you have the choice to sign up if you'd like to. And the link will be always in the show notes of the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. So the first book is Perfectly Imperfect, Compassionate Strategies to Cultivate a Positive Body Image by Amy Harmon. Now, Amy is a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified eating disorder specialist. She has a private practice in Fairfax, Virginia. And if you want to hear a lot more about Amy, she's featured on one of my earlier podcast episodes. So do go back and find that. And I shall try and remember to link that in the show notes. Before we launch into Amy's book, though, I'm thrilled to say that she's agreed to pop on the show today and to say hello. Thank you so much, Amy, for giving up your time today and um, coming on the book club podcast. You're welcome. So we are really super excited, Amy, because obviously I'm launching this book club for the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. And I decided as you know, you're one of my colleagues have on Instagram and um, you have not so long ago and um, written a book and had that out in the world. And I thought it'd just be like a great starting point um, for us to use your book. So could yes, you just like I'm so flattered? <laughs> oh, so excited. <laughs> so could you just like um introduce us to your book, please, and just tell us a little bit more about it? Sure. So it was actually a year ago that my book was officially published, and it's written to help people with body image. So as you know, um eating disorder therapists are thrown into this world where people are really unsatisfied with their bodies. And so a long time ago, 
I really got interested and passionate about the subject of body image. And I used to speak a lot um, to various groups on body image. And after, and I did body image groups in residential treatment facilities. And after a while, I just um, wanted to put all of my thoughts about body image into one place. And this book opportunity was perfect for me because I had all these thoughts and all these things that I wanted to put down in order to help people. And so this book is kind of that product of all of my years of experience in contemplating the subject. Mm, brilliant. No, wonderful, Amy. Well, and we're so glad that you know that you took the time and have like written this book so people have all these resources at their fingertips. Um, yes. So could you just, just give us a little bit of an overview? I know you don't want to like give too much away because you don't want to like spoil it for us. But can you just give us a little bit of an overview of the journey through your book and what people can expect? Yeah, so the book is a really easy read um, and it's not too long. And my publisher, that that's my publisher's um, kind of point is they don't want something long and exhaustive. They want something that's accessible to everyone. And so it's <clears throat> five quick chapters that take you through a process of understanding what body image is, healing that body image, and then understanding that you are more than what your body looks like. There's so much more to you. And throughout those chapters, there are little um, call outs and interventions and suggestions to help people um, really do more than just read about body image, but actually implement some of those concepts into their lives. Okay, that sounds wonderful. And to get the most from the book, like you mentioned there, like the exercises and sounds like some tools and things. So it sounds like, would it be quite helpful for someone to maybe like journal or, you know, with the exercises or, you know, what would you recommend? Yeah, that's, I love journaling. <laughs> and I ask all my clients, I'm like, do you journal? <laughs> and I, you know, not everyone is like that, but, but if it works for you, and I think I, I may have suggested it even um, in the first parts of the book, that if you journal, as you read this book, just write down your thoughts um, write down and notice the times where your body image is the worst and maybe where you're struggling, it might help you, um, develop some insight around that issue. And, you know, that is really, uh, the best way to engage with the book, but also to engage with yourself on this healing journey. Um, because you don't just change your body image by, you know, absorbing someone's book about it. You actually have to do something and, and change yourself inside. Mm, yeah, no, sure. So helpful. And I think just a point you've raised there already, which I've been like reading about in chapter one. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, but just about this whole thing about body image and um, being more than about the body you know and like you're saying it's actually getting in touch with your feelings and often it's about other things isn't it like feelings about other things maybe that sometimes get put on the body but that's mm -hmm. quite an unconscious process mm -hmm. yeah and it's interesting because when um, we work with 
clients who struggle with eating disorders, we talk about how those eating behaviors are about something deeper. Um, but sometimes we don't make that leap to understanding that body image is also about something deeper. It's, it's not about um, the fact that your body is in an overweight category, or it's not about the fact that um, you may have scarring, you know, or, or whatever um, it is about your body that you're un, unhappy about. It's about something else that, that goes deeper than that. Mm, sure. Yeah. And I guess like the journey through your book is going to help people to start to unpick that a bit and know what it's all about. Um, so it's exciting, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, yeah. probably for many people listening to this, it's a bit of an unexplored journey. Um, right. And it's going to be something that's going to really, you know, open up some things and give people a deeper understanding. Yes, yes, for sure. And um, I even had one of my um, reviewers. So so we reach out to, to other colleagues and they read the book and review it. And he said, you know, it's interesting because this book is about body image, but it's also about um, self-esteem, you know, kind of, kind of just understanding that you are a good person, you know, it, it kind of does go a little bit deeper than just body image. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're really looking forward to it, Amy. And would you, what would you say as well? Like, I know, um, this is going to seem like a very sort of shallow question when you've written a whole book on this subject, but <laughs> <laughs> what is your, do you think your main kind of like take home thing that you utilize yourself in maintaining um, positive body image? I think there's probably two things. And the first thing is understanding that body image is about a relationship with our body. And it's a relationship that we can't divorce, that we can't block on social media. It, it's constant. And the only way to, um, have peace in that relationship is to figure it out and start um, being kind in that relationship. And then the second thing is understanding that um, we, uh, this is kind of a deep belief I have, maybe even a spiritual belief that we have been given the body that we need to accomplish our life's purpose. And, um, it doesn't matter what it looks like or what deformities or what ugliness you think that your body has. There are more things for you to accomplish in life and you can do it in the body you have right now today. You don't have to change your body um, in order to accomplish your life's purpose or your life's mission. Um, you can do it now in what body you have today. Mm. Well, thank you for that, Amy. Inspiring, empowering words. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, Amy, before I let you go, um, and we delve into like the first chapter of your book, um, please could you just let people know um, where to find you on social media and also um, to talk about your course that you have available? Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram. You can follow me at Amy Harmon LMFT. 
And Harman is H-A-R-M-A-N. Lots of people spell it wrong. <laughs> um, so you can find me on Instagram. And then I just released a body image course. And um, if you find, find me on Instagram, um, I link to it in my bio. Or um, you can find me online on my website, www.reflectwholenesstherapy.com. You can also access my body image course through my website and, um, the body image course I will say is different than the book. So I would say, um, that yes, there, there are some things that overlap, but I think my body image course goes a little bit deeper. It has more body image interventions, um, more discussion. Um, so if, if you like the book and you kind of wish there was more, <laughs> I would say maybe the body image course would be right for you because um, the workbook has, I think, like 17 interventions or 20 interventions um, in the workbook that comes with the course. And um, so, you know, like I said, if, if you think the book was kind of interesting and you like some of the interventions, that's probably like more of an introductory introductory thing. And if you go online and do the body image course, you're going to get more, um, more interventions and more depth. Mm -hmm. Okay, lovely. Well, no, thank you, Amy. And I'm sure some people will be wanting to kind of take their body image journey further. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, I so appreciate you like coming on this first episode and, um, you know, just being able to say hi. And, um, you know, so everyone can like just hear who you are and know a little bit more about you. So thank you so much. Yes, and we look you forward are welcome. to your book. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Let's jump into Amy's book. Chapter one is called Seeing Yourself. So grab a pen and journal or some paper because we're going to be reflecting and making notes as we go through. So first of all, I'm going to read an extract from the very beginning of the book. So Amy says, imagine a world without mirrors. Only in relatively recent human history have mirrors become a regular or even necessary part of our daily routine. With the invention of mirrors came the ability to see ourselves and in great detail. And now, more than ever, we live in an image-based society in which we are constantly seeing images of ourselves on social media, professional websites, video conferencing, and more. Welcome to a world in which body image is everywhere. And this world can create problems if we don't have the right management tools. So in this chapter, we will discuss what body image is, how it relates to our self-esteem, and how to begin letting go of negative body image. So what is body image? Well, Thomas Cash, author of the Body Image Workbook, a great book, I would say, if you like cognitive behavior therapy style working and you really want to do a deep dive into body image. What he says is body image consists of your personal relationship with your body, encompassing your perceptions, beliefs, thoughts, feelings and actions that pertain to your physical appearance. So it's a relationship. And aren't our relationships just so important? You know, your relationship with your parents with your closest friend, with your pet, with your boss, the way we perceive them, the things we think about these people, how we feel about them, how we talk to them, so important. 
So you can imagine if your relationship with your body isn't so good, what kind of impact is that going to have? So I want you to answer these questions just to explore this in a bit more depth. And you might want to pause me between each one so you have time to reflect and write. So grab your pen and paper. So first of all, do I like my body? What comes up for you there? Just go with like your gut instinct in terms of what comes up when you think about, do I like my body? What expectations do I put on my body? Are you expecting your body to conform or look a certain way? How do I talk to my body? So what's that dialogue like? You know, what are the kind of messages? What are the words and thoughts that you're communicating to your body? And do I allow my body to communicate back to me? Or do I drown out its voice with my own version of how I think things should be? Have a reflection on all of those questions. What came up for you there? Do you have a healthy relationship with your body? Are you kind and thoughtful towards your body? Or do you see your body as your enemy? Now, if you haven't got a good body image, this can have serious impact for your mental well-being. It can distract you from concentrating fully at school or work. And it can cause problems in your relationships. It could lead you to develop an eating disorder, which has serious impacts on all aspects of your life. Now, if you're reading Amy's book or you're listening to this podcast, you're likely to be suffering from poor body image. So in the first chapter, Amy talks about different types of negative body image. So this will be interesting. See which ones you relate to here. So the first one is avoidant negative body image. So this is when you might avoid mirrors or buying new clothes. You might cover up parts of your body that you don't like. I know myself, I'm quite pear-shaped, so I carry most of my weight on my lower body. And I used to just detest buying jeans. I would really avoid buying them. And I would always have that problem. I don't know if anyone relates to this who's listening, where in one size, they'd be super baggy around the waist and tight around the bottom. And another size, vice versa, it was so hard to get some jeans that fitted properly. So I would avoid buying them. I'd often just like wear leggings. And to be honest with you, I still don't particularly wear jeans that often. I tend to stick to kind of flowing skirts. And I've kind of made that more a positive, actually. But I definitely relate to that avoidant negative body image. What about you? Do you relate to that? Do you avoid mirrors? Do you avoid buying new clothes? The next type of negative body image is one-sided. So this is when you don't listen to your body when it's telling you signals. For example, you might be hungry by ignoring your body as you want to be thinner, or you might continue working out when you're absolutely exhausted and your body is screaming at you to stop. I know some of my clients feel they have to exercise for hours and hours every day, and it becomes so miserable and exhausting. And when they get up in the morning, they're almost dreading the day because they know all the activity they've got to fit in. And it's so miserable because they're really in this one-sided relationship where they're fighting their body. Some of my other clients, you know, drinking a lot of coffee or sort of soda drinks when they really need food. And maybe passing out and feeling dizzy from low blood sugar. 
just not listening to your body, you know, not listening to its signals. So what about you? Do you feel that you have a one-sided relationship with your body? Number three is conflictual. Now, this is when you're in battle with your body and telling it to be something that it's not. Now, understandably as well, your body tends to fight back about this, back, back when you're doing this. So if you've been restricting, you know, your body might be just screaming out for food and driving to binge eat. Now, this is a huge problem in diet culture because of so many people feel that they are not meeting a healthy BMI. They feel they need to be slim. They feel they need to look a certain way. And there's so much pressure to conform and to kind of live up to kind of like an ideal body shape. But the thing is, this is diet culture and it's so toxic because of, you know, for some of us as well, if you're born in a body that is just larger bone where you carry more muscle or you're really tall, you might not fit into those BMI expectations. And what's so sad is people can get into like dieting in their teens or younger with these unrealistic expectations and then be in conflict with their body for their whole life. And it's so hard to win because our bodies are so largely determined by our genetics. It's a bit like me with my curly hair. I can't make it straight. <laughs> you know, my feet are a size six. They're not going to change. And so much of our body you know the, the shape of our body you know it's so much down to our genetics as well so it's so damaging when we're in this conflicted relationship and what about you are you expecting really unrealistic things of your body are you like putting so much pressure on your body and creating conflict number four is abusive now if you're in an abusive relationship with your body you might call it names use vulgar or demeaning words you might even push your body physically with starvation or with harming your body. You might have even engaged in self-harm behaviors through scratching or cutting even, or eating to the point of overfulness when you feel physically sick, maybe taking laxatives or purging. So when we actually say these things out loud, you know, it's incredibly sad, isn't it, when you start to think about if you've been abusive towards your body. Um, and I know for me, it was a real turning point in my recovery when I was aware of somebody else at a party who was purging and it was a bit of a wake-up call for me and I'm not saying that that would happen for everybody and I guess it was something about the timing being right for me to have witnessed that situation but it almost made me see my own behavior from a very different perspective which was really really helpful and I think it's really important to say there is no judgment on you if you recognize that you have this negative body image because of you will have that for a reason through early experiences through how you've been feeling and treating your body for a long long time so there's no judgment here it's just starting to increase awareness so we've talked about negative body image moving along the spectrum you may have heard about body neutrality now, body neutrality can be a valuable stepping stone along the journey to having greater body acceptance. Because body positivity sometimes is just too much too soon and not realistic. So you may have heard about body neutrality in the media. It's been sort of in popular magazines quite a lot in the last few years. But body neutrality means less attention on your body, more acceptance for your body for what it is, and respecting your body, not because it looks a certain way, but more because it deserves respect. So you might even want to think about that. If you're listening now, you might even want to think about, 
maybe body neutrality is going to be a first step for you, okay? If body positivity just feels overwhelming and just very polyamorous and naive right now, just let go of that and move towards body neutrality, even just to consider that might be a possibility. So what about positive body image? Gosh, isn't that what we all really want? So having a positive relationship with your body is one that's based on respect, appreciation, acceptance, trust, and kindness. So remember, it's a relationship. Think about how you treat a good friend or your beloved pet. With all of these things, I'm sure you would be doing all these things every single day. Let's talk about these different things a bit more. So number one, respect. So the mere existence of that your body is here is valuable in itself. You know, our bodies are amazing, awe-inspiring <laughs> entities, you know. It's inspiring to think of everything that our body can do. And just having that initial respect and awe of the body can lead then towards number two, which is appreciation. So appreciation is being grateful for things like your heart beating, your blood around your body, the fact you've got strong legs to walk upstairs, um, the fact that, you know, you have an able body. Hopefully most people listening to this, you know, have a functional able body and are able to do many things. Of course, if your body is not functioning so well, if you've got disability or something, you know, you're going to have your unique challenges. But for many people listening, that's not true. And it's so helpful to just come at your body from a place of appreciation. Number three, acceptance. So gosh, doesn't this sound hard, but it's accepting your body rather than the societal ideals that were placed on us. So allowing your body to be as it is. So realizing actually, this is kind of the shape that my body is and it's okay, I can begin to accept that. Number four, trust. Knowing that your body signals are trustworthy and that you can respond to hunger, fullness, tiredness, aching, you know, you don't need to trick your body by chewing gum or drinking Coca-Cola or whatever. And, you know, knowing that you can just listen to your body, trust its signals, respond to it. And this is a really, really hard one, because if you've got quite a disordered relationship with food, you may have lost that self-trust long ago. And diet culture may have really perpetuated that by telling you what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. And you may have just really lost track and lost touch with that internal compass that is there. But trust is such an integral part of positive body image. And number five, kindness, how you treat it. And think about how you treat a child, a good friend, a beloved pet, really with really kind words, kind actions, kind thoughts. But beginning to translate some of that onto your own body. So when you're listening, what does positive body image sound like to you? Can you recognize any aspects of positive body image that you could? build on you know maybe there's some little strands there even if you feel that you're a long way off but don't worry if you feel it's completely something that's way off at the moment things can change I can remember when I didn't have a great body image at all and today I genuinely do so things can change stay hopeful so Amy talks about some different signs of negative body image and also positive body image so I'm going to read out some things and see what you relate to. So first of all, signs of negative body image. Avoiding events because you don't like the way you look. You know, so maybe avoiding going out with friends, now lockdown's lifting, 
maybe you avoid going to social things maybe you avoid going to like a wedding or something constantly checking in the mirror to evaluate your appearance now people with negative body image often check their body multiple times a day um, and it becomes like a kind of slightly obsession and a compulsive behavior and it's really really hard to get that reassurance to feel good calling yourself names and participating in negative self-talk I can think of so many of my clients that call themselves kind of fat greedy lazy call themselves things that they would never call anybody else okay so again it's really helpful to note your language are you being really negative believing that rejections or failures are due to your body so it can be a common thing as well if you don't feel good about your body you tend to put anything that goes wrong in your life you blame your body your poor body just receives the hard end of it delaying vacations until your body meets a certain standard I mean, how common is that? I just think in the UK, we just hear all the time about people dieting for the beach body or going on holiday. Over-exercising and not listening to your body's needs. Again, I think that's really encouraged almost in sometimes in the fitness industry with diet culture, like over-exercise isn't seen as a bad thing. And actually, of course, exercise has so many wonderful benefits, but when it becomes something that's compulsive, it's not so good weighing yourself as well frequently so more than once a week not very helpful what about some signs of positive body image so so much of it's about acceptance you know accepting your appearance as it is so for me it's like you know I have got curly frizzy hair that's me I'm (laughs) pear-shaped you know coming to terms with some of those things number two wearing appropriate clothing for the occasion so for example being able to wear a swimsuit on the beach shorts in the summer, being able to have that kind of flexibility, engaging in movement or exercise because you enjoy it, not as a way to change your body. And I know this one's been a real game changer for me, something I really enjoyed. I haven't done it so much recently, but a few years ago, I started to do parkour. And um, at really basic level, I was not jumping off buildings, I promise you. But it was just something that was nothing about burning calories. It was simply about the joy of moving and doing something really fun. Gratitude and appreciation for your body as it is. So beginning to just like really, you know, appreciate those things about your body that are really getting it through the day, you know, enabling you to live and function. Refusing to compare yourself to others. To others. And that's a challenging one. Recognizing your worth no matter what your body looks like. Again, I think so much when we have negative body image, our worth is so linked to how we look and it's starting to separate that link. And recognizing the underlying issues that are manifesting as poor body image. So when you're working towards more positive body image, you're able to kind of be a bit more objective and realize that perhaps when particular triggers come up, you can almost just realize that's about something from the past something that you don't have to take so seriously and you don't need to take it all out on yourself so how is body image really impacting you when you think about those things i've just read out you know take a long and hard honest look and when you've got the book you can really go through this in more detail and pick out the bits in terms of your positive and your negative body image so body image as well is not all about the body and doesn't that sound strange um And think about this, your body objectively doesn't really change much over the course of a week. 
but your body image probably fluctuates a lot day by day. So you can kind of see really how we feel about our body isn't often actually true because you're going to have natural fluctuations in, in your body. But actually, you know, how you feel about your body could change in like a roller coaster way. And the two um, do not equate. So it's realizing in a way body image is quite subjective. It's a lot about feelings. And people of all shapes, sizes, and different body types can like or dislike their body. So it's not that you have to look like a supermodel to have great body image, because we actually know that often people that are models or in the media who act or are standing in front of a mirror as a ballerina, they often have the worst body image because of their paying so much attention to it. So we know in a way like having the perfect body, whatever that might mean to you, does not guarantee good body image. So body image is more of an indicator of your internal and emotional state. Because if you have a day where you're feeling happy, confident, and you know, peaceful, you're probably feeling better in your body. If you're having a day where you're stressed, unhappy, or overwhelmed, your body image is going to be more negative. And the two are not necessarily linked. You know, you might be feeling um, that you're really not liking your body, but actually it's not really to do with your body at all. It's to do with other things. Now, really interesting, Amy in her book talks about how when she was moving to a different part of the States, she was moving with her family 2,000 miles away. Now, Amy is somebody as well who actually hasn't suffered an eating disorder in the past and generally has really good body image. But she was like talking to her friends um, who was in this new town and they were chatting. And as the move got closer, Amy had the thought that she should lose weight and go on a diet. And she had the awareness, thankfully, to think, a diet? This isn't like me. I've been working as a therapist treating eating disorders for almost 15 years. I tell my clients to stop dieting and stop worrying about the number on the scales. I've never been one to diet before, so why would I even think about dieting to lose weight? So Amy remembered that body image isn't about the body, so she dug deeper. And the more she thought about it, the more she realized that she was worried about whether the people in the new town would like her. She was feeling self-conscious, insecure and inadequate. And once she recognized and processed those feelings, the thoughts about losing weight went away. And once again, she was at peace with her body. Very interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, even somebody who's worked in the field for a long time is not immune to this. So... Yeah, I think it's just so worth remembering, you know, next time you're feeling really bad in your body, think about what's beneath it, what other emotional things are going on, because of often we project stuff on our bodies that is not about our bodies at all. Okay, so now I'm going to talk a little bit more about self-esteem and body image. Again, so important because of some research says that up to kind of a third of our self-esteem is related to our body image. So if your body image isn't good, your self-esteem is probably not going to be good. And in our culture, you know, generally in Western culture, but this can happen anywhere in the world, you know, I don't want to kind of alienate anyone listening to this. We tend to place a disproportionate amount of our self-esteem on weight and shape. So if you think about having a pie chart and if you had to mark all the different areas of your life and how you gain self-worth in those areas, if you have a quite a healthy pie chart, you probably have like a segment for friends, a segment for hobbies, a segment for work. You might have a segment for how you look and your body. 
um, whatever segment for spirituality or something. You, know, you might have a whole range of different ways that you value your worth. But if you have a negative body image, you've probably got a huge chunk of that pie is related to how you look or a huge part, chunk <laughs> of that pie is also related to what you're eating or not eating or your ability to control food. So it's really, really hard to win with self-esteem when you place so much of your worth on how your body looks. And like I said before, um, you know, models, bodybuilders, actors, personal trainers, you know, they tend to suffer with poorer body image. And, you know, objectively, you might argue, well, they've got better bodies because of, you know, the kind of industry that they're in, the way they have to kind of work on how they look, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, because of their placing more worth on how they look, you know, in defining their self-esteem, they tend to suffer more. So it's remembering, isn't it, really, that, you know, getting to the perfect body, whatever that means, is not the way to gain self-esteem. So how to even begin to change all of this? So what's really helpful to recognize is that what's going on in the background behind all our body image stuff is lots of thoughts and emotions and behaviors, okay? So even beginning to tune into your feelings or emotions is a good starting point, okay? Because you may be feeling guilty, anxious, sad, angry, and then these emotions trigger then thoughts and behaviors about your body. And once you start to tune into the feelings as well, you can start to notice the thoughts that come behind this. So we all have like 60,000 plus thoughts a day. And many of these thoughts are repetitive. So imagine the impact of a repetitive negative thought going round and round and round. So if you're thinking something like, I don't know, um, I should have a thigh gap or I don't like my thighs. They're really gross and horrible. Imagine if you're repeating that thought again, 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 again. And then imagine that you are doing behaviors that reinforce that thought. So maybe you're standing on the scales. Maybe you're looking in the mirror and examining your thighs. And actually, what you can see is that actually you get in this awful cycle where, you know, you're doing these behaviors which create difficult feelings, which create more negative thoughts. And you get caught in this kind of vortex which is really really hard to escape from so the good thing is and we're going to be talking about this much more in future weeks is we can begin to learn to challenge some of these thoughts you know thinking about you know what would I say to a friend in this situation and also we can start to pay less attention or less value on these thoughts you know we can kind of think oh there goes that really negative destructive thought again I'm not going to engage with that so creating more emotional distance and with our behaviors, we might be doing lots of things that trigger negative body image, like the kind of body checking of thighs in the mirror or your tummy or weighing multiple times per day. But what we can start to do with our behaviors is even start to ask the question, think about what would someone with good body image do now? It's a bit like fake it till you make it. And we're going to be talking much more about this. So if you're listening and just feeling, oh, my goodness, this is just so overwhelming. I'm nowhere near beginning to be able to sort of deal with this. Don't worry. We're at the beginning of the journey. There is a long way to go. So Amy also suggests some positive affirmations that you can use. So I'm just going to read a few of these out. And if any of these jump out at you, make a note of them. because I think they're really powerful and helpful. So. I am worthy of love in the body I have today. I love that one. I'm a good person. 
The number on the scale does not determine my worth. I don't have to have an attractive body to earn my place in the world. I have many talents and abilities beyond what my body looks like. My body is my most faithful companion. My body contains my magic. I love that one. Wholeness is more desirable than thinness. So write down your own positive affirmations. And I think what's really important with affirmations is to find a starting point that you can kind of grasp onto and believe. Because if you feel that you're saying something that you feel is so completely far from where you're at and is completely untrue, you'll struggle to engage with it. Now, there's more wonderful wisdom in this chapter from Amy, all about perfectionism, fat talk, and letting go of beauty ideals. So I'm not going to go through all of that now because I want these podcast episodes to be um, short and manageable and succinct and not too overwhelming, but definitely have a read of that too. And we can pick up on anything you want to and share it in the Facebook group. So what are your main takeaways from this today? And what baby steps are you going to put into practice? So start really small, you know, the drip, drip effect of starting to build better body image um, cannot be underestimated. It doesn't matter how small you start, it will start to have a powerful ripple effect on so many areas of your life. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. And if you'd like to join the book club, do go and get a copy of the book, Perfectly Imperfect, Compassionate Strategies to Cultivate a Positive Body Image by Amy Harmon, or download it as well from Audible. Join through the link in the show notes and you can also request access to the Facebook group. Details will also be in the show notes. Now just to say the Facebook group is not a therapy group. It's going to be a place to be inspired, encouraged and supported along the way as we work through the book. And it's very much going to be a pro-recovery place. So I'm just really asking you as well, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you are in a place at the moment where you're really struggling, do make sure that you get support elsewhere. And, um, you know, we, I really want to be very open and allow everyone to come to the group and find it really um, helpful and inspiring. But just to really stress, it's not a therapy. And um, so you do need to make sure you've got other support in place um, if you're in a place where you're really struggling at the moment. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And I'm really looking forward to the beginning of an exciting journey in supporting many of you in improving your relationship with food and body image.